everybody, welcome back. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my amazing, spectacular co-host, starting with High Noon Rook. What's up, everybody? Everybody knows we make the show, not Widget. Anyway, let's get to I, it. I just do the background <laughs> stuff. I make it look pretty. <laughs> we got <laughs> Mr. Deep Core Archon. Deep Core. That's me. All right, guys. So we got a good show for you. We finished out the contest. The votes are in. We have winners and a winner and runner-up. Well, kind of one or two runners up how we decided to do it. But anyway, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about how to, like, the best ship parts for your ship and where you can get them and what's required to get them. Talk a little bit about that. And uh, we got a little something in the news. What's up with that? Uh, well, after a long period of silence, uh, Bethesda finally talked about their new patch that's coming out soon. Um, the DLSS 3 support is coming in a beta patch, unfortunately. That's only coming to for Steam users at first. Um, PC gamers can try out the official Starfield DLSS patch starting next week, which will support uh, NVIDIA graphics upscaling tech um, by opting into that beta program via Steam next week. So um, if you want to get in on it, you got to play on Steam and you can check it out. And neither of, us, neither of us play on Steam. None of us do. None of us do, no. But no, we all use the Xbox app. And I use my I use Nvidia, and I've been ex- extremely excited for this upscaling because it's going to make my game look so much better and run so much better. Oh, I know. Um, but I, I can't. I also am kind of disappointed because I've been really looking forward to that content patch, getting that that new content in. Well, if it's in beta now, I'm I'm pretty sure it it won't be long before we get it as well. I'm kind of surprised they brought it to Steam first, though, considering Steam was the last platform that they brought the game to. It's probably just, yeah. it's easier to opt into beta, a lot less red tape to go through yeah. for testing. Look, what I'm thinking. Looking through the article, though, they are also talking about um, content patch coming soon. So that sh- that's not too far off on the horizon. And also, there was mention in there about the first expansion, the Shattered Space expansion. They said that that's actually a lot sooner than we think it is. When it is, I don't know. Well, my prediction is that... Prediction? <laughs> I can talk. Prediction is probably the, at the end of first quarter next year, which would be around March, late March, early April. See, well, that would be prediction. my thought too, but they're saying it's sooner than that like well, they're saying like it's a lot sooner than we think it's going to be i got well, what's your prediction rook christmas hmm. mm, that would be cool. i would not uh leave that idea out because microsoft is known for doing that so that would be my, awesome my only thing with that is i think that we're probably that's probably when we'll get the next content patch sometime around christmas and then i think it'll probably be yeah, probably February or March before the actual expansion. I'm thinking sometime mid this month for the combat, uh, combat content patch. You can't talk. And either. then I know I forgot <laughs> how I forgot how to English. Well, and, if, it was, uh, if it was mid this month though, it, then they would probably be beta in that, wouldn't they? No, not necessarily. But this is really good at doing their surprises. And they've been doing a lot of, like, surprise releases. Like, well, we've been waiting for this game for years. Oh, but guess what? It's coming out next month mm-hmm. at their conventions. They always do that. And they do a lot of in-house testing. I've seen their their testing facility, and it is quite large. They have a very large in-house testing support system. And with the type of games that they build, they need it. That's fair. True. So true. That is fair. Yeah, I can talk about what I'm looking forward to and what I can't wait for. Like we know for sure that at the beginning of next year they're going to be put. Really, I I can't speak any talk. Next year they're going to be putting out the um, creators pack, so we're going to yeah. get a lot of solid content from that. I know a lot of uh, popular creators that worked on Skyrim and Fallout have been already planning and building their their content creations, their content. Mods, why can't I think today? It's like my brain decided to shut off and we hit record. Yeah, I think that they'll probably release that before the expansion, to be honest. That's kind of what my my train of thought was. I mean, Christmas makes total sense, Rook. That's a, a money hit. I mean, I know we already have it coming. 
we bought the the early release we got yeah, that already but audition, yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't and a lot of people did the subscription which we talked about last week how that was like their biggest subscriptions ever for microsoft and largely due to starfield so those people are gonna have to pay for the expansion mm-hmm. that's a so i think that's viable very viable but my train of thought is similar to archon where they're gonna release the creator content first and then release the expansion after so, because I can't remember on Fallout 4, what came first, the creator content or the first expansion? That's a good question. I can't, I can't speak on Fallout 4 so much. Skyrim, they had, I believe, two expansions come out before they released the creator content. But that was the first game they really did that. You know, if, if if Microsoft and Bethesda were smart, what they would do is at the end of this month, take Starfield off Game Pass. So that oh. Anybody who wanted to keep buying it had to get it for Christmas. That is evil. Now they that would, they, they wouldn't do that. Hooked, now that. And release a content patch so that people want to come back and play it that aren't playing it anymore. But they oh, Bethesda would have a few it. words to say about that. They wouldn't do that. Okay, so I got the answer. Yeah. The first expansion pack for Fallout 4 came out March 22nd, 2016. The creation kit came Mm. out April of 2016. Okay. So they came out really close to each other. Yeah. If they hold true to to that with uh, the creator content, I could see coming out um, early next year. I don't think they're going to go past first quarter. I think that would be a really bad business move on their end. Mm -hmm. And from what I've been hearing that that expansion's pretty much done. It's in yeah. testing phase. So, there you go. All right, so let's get into our weeks, guys. What do we what do you guys been doing in game? Well, I didn't play so much. Have a lot going on in real life, so happens. Let's see. I got one married. of us every week. One of us every hmm. week just has a busy week. How dare we have a real life and not just focus on <laughs> Starfield? Uh, I got married to Sam. Uh, it was more of a homely wedding. What, oh, didn't I go forgot to get you the wedding gift. <laughs> um, I started, I, I continued on with the UC quest. We're all the way up to the point to where you killed Terramorse on uh, New Atlantis. Uh, that one was a little tricky because I had an EM pistol and it was a pain in the butt to knock people out with. Is this your first time doing this, this quest line? No, I did okay. it with my main character. Uh, then the game bugged out on me. Yeah, so um, I'm actually right behind you on that. So you're going to relate to what I have to say later on. But yeah, continue. Mm-hmm. Where you go and talk to the cabinet and talk to the uh, president, You, uh, I actually ended up getting an interesting response because I went for the credits and housing option and she didn't bat an eye. No? That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, she didn't, the tone of her voice didn't change, nothing. So I thought that was kind of in- interesting. Now, this is also the first time where I failed trying to convince the FC ambassador. Uh, so that was a little different. And then uh, I actually had my first piece of information that he looked up for Varun uh, in the embassy. I read through the ambassador's files and saw the name Dazra. Someone looked that up. See, I was going to do that if, if you didn't, so... I'm glad you did. Um, and then finally, I entered a system with spacers harassing a merchant. And as soon as they realized I was in the Razor Leaf, even though I modified it and it's no longer the Razor Leaf, they turned blue and one of them literally ran away. Yeah. <laughs> he grab jumped out. But, but it was interesting. And the reason why I brought this up is because the merchant ship was awestruck by being saved by the Mantis. So it was a very interesting conversation. I've had that happen a couple times. It's a lot of fun when that happens. Annoying, because I mm-hmm. want to take those ships out. Well, they turn blue on me, and I can still attack them. I just found this one interesting, because it's the first one I had where they actually grab-jumped out of system. Yeah, see, like, last week when I had that first encounter with the sea shanties, you guys were harassing me about it, but the game is so random. Like, I've had that experience happen probably three or four times per playthrough. Yeah, I don't have other things that you guys have seen a lot. That's I mean, of... right after we had that episode, I hit the sh- I hit the Valentine five times. <laughs> See, I haven't <laughs> seen him or heard from him again. Yeah, I've seen him a few times since since that conversation as well. That's just so RNG. 
Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much been my playthrough for the week. Like I said, I didn't get a lot of time in, and this week I'm not expecting a lot of time either. Oh, no. Well, this week I did what I said I was going to do last week. I started my character using my controller only. Um, I made a female with the soldier background. Um, I took the adoring fan, wanted, and UC traits. Um, I got to the, the intro area pretty quick. I have um, the adoring fan on my ship. I'm already ready to shoot him. Yeah, I haven't run into him quite yet. Like, I saw what I haven't, I haven't quite got far enough to, to have to deal with him yet. But uh, yeah, I got through the little intro pretty easy. The ship piloting. I have to say, I really enjoy ship piloting with the controller. It feels so much more natural than, than the keyboard does. feels more like you're piloting the ship than just playing the game. Yeah. Um, every, every time I played a game on my PC that requires driving, I used to hook up a controller and use that instead. Because yeah. it does feel more intuitive than right keyboard mouse. So um, when I ended up getting to Crete on the first main mission thing i decided that i was just going to get used to the controller run around explore crete as much as i could possibly explore crete um i went to the little place you're supposed to and then i was like nah let's go explore more so i went out and i found a whole bunch of different areas i found this little convoy train that i had never seen before yeah there was just it was like it was called a when you get to the area it says it's called a convoy train and it's just like a whole bunch of little like vehicle type ships that have like supplies and stuff all over them and there's a bunch of crates and stuff you can open um and then as i was heading like kind of back toward the main facility i've encountered this little event that i had never seen before that you know when you're going through the first place on crete they're like the terramorph it's escaping ah get yeah. it ah. well i found the terramorph and there was a bunch of yeah, there was a bunch of spacers fighting it, and it was a level ten. It was called an Alpha Terramorph, and I had to fight it. And while you're fighting it, it's like talking to you, like through telekinesis. Like you can you you keep hearing it in your head, and it's like telling you, "Ah, oh, they're trying to hurt me. Help me stop. Help me stop them." And like it's it's like it almost sounds like this little kid's voice, and it's really really trippy, and like. When you kill him, I mean, it's just like it is a normal Terramorph. All the spacers then turn on you and kill you, and it was really cool. Like I'd never very, seen him. Very interesting. I, now you're you're making me tempted on my new character just to skip the main quest a little bit and go explore first, and before I do it, because that I never even knew that stuff was there. And I thought when you said a combo train, I was actually picturing an actual train on planet. And I was like, well, that'd be a first. No, it's just like. A bunch of different little like little vehicles but like yeah it was really cool i i i've never had an experience with a terramorph where they get inside your head and start talking to you though have it's been, really have, weird have you done the uc quest yeah i don't know when you fight the uh, terramorphs in new atlantis they're talking to you oh in yes your head. yeah Terramorphs they have that are? they have that psychic ability that tries yeah. to control you See, I always thought that was like the other soldiers in the area. Oh, that's down talking talking to you. you. Yep. But this sounds kind of like a, like almost like a young girl's voice in my, (laughs) that was like every time it'd talk, like the screen would shake a little bit. I was like, is that the Terramorph talking to me? And then just the things he was saying made you think, yeah, it's them. I was like, wow, this is really neat. So. Here I am, a level two, fighting this level ten elite terramorph. But <laughs> I managed to kill it. Um, I noticed that with terramorphs, if you use your cutter and aim with it, so that you do like the extra damage with it, it just eats through terramorphs. Hmm. So uh, high le- higher level terramorphs, I found the cutter not to be effective. Oh, you've but tried then it? again, higher level terramorphs, it's really hard to kill them. The only thing effective yeah. with them is an automatic like minigun. Actually, surprisingly, my pistols oh, the, did a good job. The Revenant? Yeah. The Revenant eats everything. But um, I also found another spot that was uh, it was called the Deep Core Cave. Um, it, it looked a lot like one of the quest caves that you find later on, but there's no like bottom to it and no place where you find a, a an artifact. It's just a big cave that you go down and just yeah. kill a bunch of mobs. Found I've seen a, ton, a few of those. ton of loot. Yeah, I found a ton of loot in there. Um, I did notice that ground combat. I don't know if I'm just like not used to the controller yet, but it's it 
it seems a lot easier on the keyboard. Well, that's always the case with keyboard and mouse. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to any kind of like first person shooter or something like that, it's a lot more accurate and precise yeah, with a keyboard and mouse. Where you want to shoot, yeah. so it's a lot harder to aim with the controller, which is kind of what I was expecting. I think as I play a little bit more, uh, like Call of Duty, anytime I play a Call of Duty after a long time, I am terrible, but then I get pretty good at it once I, once I play more. So I think the further I get in, the better the controls will feel. Just like the space, for sure. Anytime I'm in my, in my ship, it feels so good to have the controller. It just, the movement controls, like, any of your commands and stuff. I mean, they just kind of seem pretty even across the board, like... Just walking around and stuff, it's just as easy with the keyboard as it is with the controller. I don't really see, like, a definite, I like this better than the other type of thing yet, but the controller is kind of growing on me, because I like being able to just, like, you know, have everything, have my curved monitor around me, kick back in my chair with the controller, and just, like, <laughs> immerse myself, rather than having to be all hunched forward over my keyboard and stuff. So, Have you heard of this, um, like that. this, this skit group that, uh, they're called Viva Del... Viva La Dirt League on YouTube. Okay. If you haven't, you gotta check them out because their RPG series is freaking hilarious. And one of the things they do is they did a skit for a comparison where they're the the MMORPG that they made up for their their skits. They incorporated cross platform play, so this PC player was coming across this um, Xbox player. And this guy is just sitting there trying to aim at him, just threatening him, I'm going to kill you. As he's trying to shoot his bow and missing everywhere. And the PC player walks up to him and just <laughs> knocks him out. Master race. Anyway, you had to have been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, the uh, controllers are awesome and all, but uh, I have a throttle and stick assembly right next to me, mounted to my desk that I can't use, and it's frustrating. Mm. Because I love space sims and fight sims, and that's what I normally fly with. That'd be interesting to try and play it with like a throttle stick. It's that it is interesting because um, with the dynamics of how this game is in space, you could set up the keys to be able to do all your 360 movements. Hmm. Just pushing a button. It'd be cool if you could set it up to where only when you sat down in your cockpit does it activate your flight control. That w- that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could program that. You probably could. You could create a hook. I'll have to think no, about Elite, it. Elite Dangerous support. has that set up to where you, while you're in your ship, you're flying around, and if you get out of your ship, it'll jump to... You can set it up to where... Um, in their options, they have vehicle operations and ground operations. You can set your ground operations to mouse and keyboard and your vehicle operations to the joysticks. There is a split like that in Skyrim. I don't know if it's, you can set peripherals, though. I'll have to look. That'd be pretty cool. I have mm-hmm. to get a flight set up for that. <laughs> Should get it anyway so we can play DCS. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. All right, what, any, anything more, Archon? No, that was that was pretty much... Uh, I, I made it... As far as getting to the... The... Gosh, now words escaping me. Constellation. It's, it's Once con- you get to Constellation, yeah. to the base there, and... That's as far as I got so far. It's contagious, man. It's spreading. Started with me. I know. Went to Rook, and now went to you. It's we're doomed. Uh, my week was actually pretty much a blend of you guys. Um, on my new character, I decided after I got my first power, which I finally got, I decided to go and do UC because I want that armor and I wanted that that machine gun. But he's with my guy. I am focusing more on lasers, like I, I said I was going to do. And it's actually been very amusing doing that route. Uh, I'm not sure 100% which I like best yet, but I do have a sniper rifle. I have an old earth hunting rifle, which I'm not going to put sneak on this guy. Debating on that. And one thing I forgot to do was put points into my um, digipick (laughs) for security. So I'm a little bit far in. I'm level 26, I think, and I only have two points into it. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> so I got to get that leveled up. So um, I decided once I started the UC quest, you go you go into the flight slam, slam, sim. I saved up three points so I can get my piloting up and use that just to level up my piloting. Well, after on the second run through, 
when I was going back into the simulator, I noticed the computer on the right-hand side before you get into the cockpit. It's the first time I've seen this. Like, okay, what's this? I went and looked at it and said, you have to, it can only be used while in combat or when the enemy spawn. So I went in there and I got down to the... I've never beat step six. So, and I always did it on normal or hard. And for some reason, they always overwhelmed me. The best I ever got before that was just three remaining. But... I got up as soon as the, the last set started, went to that computer and found out that the debug tools increase all my goodies on my ship. <laughs> and then I also realized that once you hack it, instead of it only just being for one... Why am I thinking zone? It's not zones, it's event, it's uh, the step tier? or stage. Yeah, tier. Tier. It only works for one tier unless you hack it, then you can hack it for all the tiers and you can get a buddy to come help you. So I wound up beating tier six pretty easily after that. And I was going through and I got through my, my three steps of um, my three tiers of piloting pretty easily. Max it out pretty quick. When you're able to go through all, all six tiers, it makes it really easy. And the funny thing about this also is I didn't... <laughs> I went down to get my grading and I got extra points for not only doing all the way beating tier six, but also for finding the debug tool, using it and hacking it. It's, it was, I guess you're supposed to find it for extra credit. Uh-huh. Yeah. By the way, I already knew about that. I did it with this bounty hunter. Of course you did. <laughs> I, did I happened to be just like Joe. I was like, I went into the computer. I'm like, what's this for? And then... When I got to tier four is when I activated it for me. So I thought it'd be great. If you, any of you guys don't know about it, now you do. So you can go in there and do your piloting, do your exam, and get all the way to tier six. Because what he says, the recruiter, at the end of that's awesome. He gets so mm -hmm. excited and, like, mind blown that you're this ace pilot and you did everything you're supposed to and you hacked it and you knew <laughs> you were thinking outside the box. And I got a whole lot more credits. For being the overachiever that I am, like I never found, I I never knew about the debug mode, but I beat tier six just on my well, own. So we happened to notice it when you're running into the cockpit. So it was just one of those. I'm so used to activating every computer I see now, so I saw yeah. it and activated it. Yeah, I got really curious. I'm like, am I going to get in trouble for doing this? Am I going to fail this? <laughs> and so did I. <laughs> I. I was worried that uh, when I went through it that I was like. Crap, am I going to fail? Let's see what happens. Yeah, I got 24,800 credits for a low-level character for completing that. That was more than double what I got for signing bonus, not doing that, and finishing on Tier 5. And it was a, a three years to citizenship, which is, I guess, guess a fast track because I did so well. Before, it was six years. I've never gotten higher than 10 years, or lower than 10 years. Yeah, mine was three years as well. So I got the three years and the twenty, almost twenty-five thousand credits, and I'm low level. That's that's to chain. I was ecstatic. Ah, let me see. What was the next thing I was gonna talk about? Oh yes, yes. When you get your first trial mission at UC, which is pretty much the first thing I did after this, where you first encounter the Terramorph, and you're supposed to sneak through it and activate the turrets and put it through kill lanes. Yeah, I wasn't sneaking at all. So the Terramorph popped up right after I activated the computer on me, and I wound up shoot, killing it, fighting it in a little tiny room, the map room, <laughs> with a shotgun. It took me five, six minutes, but I took the thing down, and it barely took any life off of me. And uh, the lady, when you go up to her without doing the turret, she's like, well, I, I lost track of the Terramorph. I don't know what happened to it. Wait, did you just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's blown try away. That my next character. Blown away that I killed it on my own without anything. And it made that quest so much quicker. A lot quicker. And, and, and the Terramorph didn't try talking to me. That Terramorph I've never had tried talking to me. Yeah, I think that's before they introduced the whole psychic connection thing. But mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of that mission, there was a small little building at the base before you go into the main complex. I went in there and decided to loot around on it because I've been going for food. And I found a magazine. Now, this magazine was your typical add 2% to bladed weapons, whatever. 
It was the New Atlantean Gourmet, li- gourmet Living, and it granted me a food recipe the, called The Deep. So, of course, right upstairs is the kitchen, and went up there and tried cooking it, and it restores 20 health, but I'm still... Um, I got one more point to put in, and I can get the... Um, the skill that, that that gives me more from eating food, more benefits. So I'm going to see how much better that is. Because if it does double that, that's pretty close to a med pack. Was it gourmet? Gourmet. <laughs> it was gourmet, sir. <laughs> Gourmet. So, yeah, that was like the most interesting things I've done so far. Um, I'm still going to continue the UC quest. And now... I'm going to start looking around, especially when I go into the, um, the the graveyard for the mechs. I'm going to explore around that a lot more and see what I can come up. And I'm even going to try to get more of those uh, mech battery parts. Make a couple of those, make some cha-ching off of that. Because I mm-hmm. have been suffering from money and I've been wanting to build a ship so bad. Do you have an outpost yet? Yes, Bezel 3B. That's where all the money comes from. Last episode, I don't make much money off of it. I've got. Um, they say the batteries are the best way to make money if you could get the recipe for it. Yeah, which you get it from doing this UC quest line. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to make some money off of that. But I used Bezel 3 because I needed some skill points. <laughs> <laughs> I was behind, man. I had things to get. I will be building a new ex- exploration character here soon. Yeah? What, yeah, are, you gonna do? I, what are you thinking about doing with it? Uh, I'm thinking about instead of picking explore, I'm going to pick soldier and I've been probably going to do to give myself a disadvantage when exploring. I'm going to do spacer. Okay. And then, uh, I'm not sure what other, other traits I want yet. Probably wanted just because everybody else except for me has done it. (laughs) It's interesting when you get it right now. Yeah. And but I, uh, I'm not sure what other traits I want to run yet. I'm still trying to figure out the traits. I have the adoring. Already, yeah. Well, go ahead. I was just gonna say I've I've already been attacked by bounty hunters on Crete when I was there exploring around. Bounty hunters came after me. They, they actually went on you on the after you on the ground. Yeah. Jeez, that's super rare. <laughs> I saw I saw the ship land and I went over to to try and steal the ship and then they came out and they're like, oh. There's a bounty on on you, and we're here to collect. And I told him to shut up and start fighting. So click, click, bring it. Yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. I might do introverts, um, just for fun, since I haven't done it yet. Dream home, and that's space. a nice house. That's, you get a nice house from that. I've really enjoyed the the perk for empathy, empath. I I haven't ran uh, Empath yet. What's if that you, one do? Well, if you get if your companion agrees with you, because I'm running Empath with Extrovert, so I get double benefit from from mm-hmm. having a companion with me. If you when you're in conversation, if they like something, it gives you a pretty wicked bonus, a buff. But okay. if they dislike something you said, it's a wicked debuff. So I mean, if you play this game enough, you kind of know what you need to say anyway to make pe- make them like it. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting this constant half hour buff from with Barrett because Barrett likes everything I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I figured out something with Barrett. So okay, here's my my theory. He's he's really crappy in combat. He's he's almost killed me six times with grenades that were thrown at my back. Can't hit nothing at all. Even I give him upgraded weapons, but there's one point. I don't, not really a, no spoiler yet at this time, but. Um, Barrett gets a power. So I'm wondering if he like completely changes his combat strategy, because I'm not going to say what that power is or what it does, but when he gets that. So I'm going to get him to that point and, and find that out. I'm actually got to the point in his story where, I, where I'm doing his main story now where I have to do a quest for him. It's interesting. Well, one of the powers, if I remember right, you can only get through a quest from Barrett. Like one of the first 24... He has, it's from like a quest with him. He gets the like power, you don't. Uh, I'm, when I'm I did it, that's what happened. The 24 you can only get, unless you accidentally found that one. But there is one of the powers that, that a quest from him leads you to. 
But it makes sense because, okay, so out of everyone in Constellation, if you remember in the main story, the only he's other the only person one that who, touched it. He's the only other person who got some weird thing happen when he touched it. We're the only two that have touched him first. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that if one of the other ones also touched one first and got that vision, I'm pretty sure they'd be able to get the powers too. But that's not in the story yet. As far as I know, only one is Barrett. Didn't that Mateo guy touch one too? Not that I'm aware not that of. I re- not that I remember. Pretty sure when you go to get it from him on that ship, he says something about like it gave him some weird trip and we could go ahead and take it. Oh, because... yeah, him. Yeah, I think his did trigger. And also when you're in Neon, that one doesn't trigger a thing for you. So somebody's already touched that one too. Probably one of the bad guys. Probably. You're getting it from a douchey dude, so. Yeah. Guarantee you he touched it at some point. All right, guys, so do you want to get into the ship parts, or do you want to talk about our contest? And leaving that to you. I say contest first, and then we'll roll into the ship parts. All right. Who wants to take the lead on this one? All right, so our contest went off pretty well. We had some good, really, really good submissions on our Discord. Thank you, thank you to everyone who um, participated. We really yeah, we appreciate spent, it. We spent a good half hour, 45 minutes, heck, arguing at times over <laughs> yeah. who we wanted to be the winner because they they were so close. There were a, there were a few of them that were really close. Yeah, and the two that got that were really close that we had mixed votes on was um, one of them was uh, 8-Bit Oliver, runner-up. Um, we really, really enjoyed his ship. Um, for me, I really liked the way he built it. I, I still, these guys tell me it's possible, but I still don't understand how he got his to have Again, so much mobility. <laughs> The Sal 6830 engines you get from the uh, Stroud mission. Yeah, if you do it a certain way, mis- I have those engines. And apparently not. <laughs> yeah, that much you do. That much mobility. That's just crazy. I use the step down with that much. With almost that much weight, the step down uh, below those ones, and I got a hundred mobility, maxing hmm. them out. It's, oh, it's possible. Now, to me, eight bit Oliver was my winner, but. I digress. There's three of us. Two of them voted for the next person. I didn't. So it was really close for me between 8-Bit and the winner. It really was. Uh, There was just one thing that kind of put the winner over the edge for me. Um, 8-Bit had really cool specs on his ship. He did a very, very good job with it, designing the actual functionality of the ship. For me, I I would have put 8-Bit the winner if he would have had like a really cool color scheme or something. To Yours it. was all color scheme. <laughs> just, just like, it looked like he put a lot of effort into building the, sh- like building the ship and reaching the, the, the requirements. But Peaking out everything. Effort. Yeah. But not enough effort in the, in the you actual know, aesthetics. Making it, yeah. Making it look sweet and stand out. Boone did that though. Um, yeah, he had a Boone ship. ship was cool. He was in the oh, running. Really cool. He, he was, was my cool. number two. Yeah. He was he was my number two as well. Um, well, tied for two, I guess we'll say, because him and Oliver were neck and neck for me. I, I really liked his as well. Like the color scheme was was really nice. Um, really liked the red and black. It was a sleek design. I liked it. But again, it was a little bit too basic. Basic for me. Um, yeah, it looked a lot like another submission too. Yeah. Like they were very similar. Boone was my my number three. A bit was my number two, and the winner is was Javon. Javon took the win, and the the reason why I chose him as my number one was because his was stand out above all the other ones. The most unique. It, I loved what he did. He The color scheme was really awesome. He made it look like basically two ships flying next to each other attached in the middle. It kind of, to me, it kind of looked like a ladybug and like a wasp. Flying <laughs> yeah, it kind of did. And, and he separated just, the color schemes between the, deuce, the two sides. It, and it wasn't like perfectly symmetrical. It was like, I don't know. I just, it caught my eye immediately. As soon as I saw it, I was like, whoa, that's really cool. The engines, the way he placed them was really cool. Um, 
Yeah, and the way they he even joined the two halves. So it's still clearly this one ship, but still, like you said, it looks like two separate at the same time. Right, and the where he joined them is kind of like all like black, so it doesn't even almost it almost doesn't even look like they're joined. I, so I for so for me, his uniqueness stood out, but that was it. I'm not a fan of the design myself, but then again, I am really strict on my ship designs. I like <laughs> I like the more battleship style or fighter styles. And when we do um, the fighter contest eventually down the road, I think we're going to have some fun with that. Yeah. But uh, to me, Javon didn't beat Boone because of ship specs. And that was it. That's why Boone is my number two and Javon's my number hey, three. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> hey, yeah. Javon. So I will be reaching out to you in Discord to get your information to where I can send you a signed copy of the book. Congratulations on winning our first contest. Yeah, we've already been getting ideas from other people inside Discord for uh, contest ideas. Yeah, more yeah. contests in the future. And, uh... A lot of them are, uh, uh, at least one or two of them that I've seen, uh, have said more theme builds for the ships. Yeah, do like a fighter ship or even, I think I think one thing personally for me would be like a really cool like outpost build. That would oh be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something we could definitely do an outpost contest. Yeah. Um. Oh, I would love to do one that's all about like the aesthetic around the outpost, mm-hmm. and how and designing a, an outpost that kind of fits for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Aesthetic yeah. and functionality. Yeah. Like <laughs> can't just be the base. You have to have actual functioning to it while having the right scenery. So yeah, that'd be really cool. But speaking about ships, guys. Um, we compiled a list of arguably the best parts based on spec and what they and what they do for your ship. And there's not all of them here, but the big ones are here. And the first one, obviously, is going to be the engines. I'm going to let Rook take this one away because he knows a lot about these. All right. So these are the Sal 6830s. You'll, you can easily get the Sal 6330s, which at a certain level unlock, which is probably what... Archon is running. That's what I was running. But, but uh, if you do the Stroud quest where you get the artifacts by doing the meeting inside on neon. on neon inside the Astral Lounge, you actually have an option at the end of how you want to do it. If you choose the diplomatic route and not kill everybody route, which for me is my go-to, a business deal is made, and if you go to the Eklund Stroud place on the main area of Neon, you can actually purchase the engines. It's the only place you can get those engines if you unlock them. I've heard they rumor have, that you can get them if you do kill them at a different location, but I haven't been able to find it, so I don't I know if that rumor's true. That. I haven't heard that one or seen that one yet. But it, they're nice. They have 18,000 thrust. Maneuvering thrust is 8,000. And what makes them great is just like the 6330s, they take a power of two, so you can put six of them on your ship. And that is exactly what I think 8-Bit Oliver did to get his maneuverability at 94. Yeah. Because they are very powerful. Uh, You can get more powerful engines, but if you look at their power consumption, they're four. Or it's like even three or four, yeah. Yeah. So that when you do the math on it, when you stack the fact you can get six of those instead of three or four, mm-hmm. it makes a world of difference. Oh yeah, and they're not bad looking engines either. No, they're pretty cool, and they're they got the they got that look to where you can pretty much put them in unique spaces and spaces and really make them look interesting. Mm-hmm. And, or like um, what Ape It did and have them stacked in a pyramid like that. It was really neat. Oh yeah. So those are definitely, without a doubt, the best engines in the game. They are a pain to get. Like, I have never done the diplomatic route yet. <laughs> it's he's talking actually about, an easy option. Yeah, he's talking about the point of the quest where you have to go into the tower because they um, impounded your ship. You got to try to get it out of impound from them and stop this little beef with them. Yeah, I never even got close to doing a diplomatic solution. I wound up killing everything. Killed them all. Yeah. 
I went in there and I say my options are uh, when he says you're outnumbered, I'm like, look how good your guards did so far. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I then the next option I choose is a diplomatic one just to make myself look like a real bad mofo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. I had to watch my language. <laughs> You yeah, good. and those those engines are, are extremely expensive, so you got to have some cha-ching to check out with those. Yeah. Um, now the grav drive. This is arguably because I've seen it go two different ways, but this one's my personal favorite. It's the J fifty two Gamma. Um, it costs a hundred and eighteen thousand credits to get it. Okay. It's expensive. It's Starship Design Four. Rank C, level 53 is the minimum level to get it. And it's found... that? Huh? Is that 118,000 with or without the commerce part? That's without. That's standard, sir. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious to see how things are going to go with my new character, because I have commerce at level 3 already. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah You'll notice things are a lot cheaper. Yeah. That percentage, even though it looks small on, on paper, makes up a big difference, especially when you're building your ships. <laughs> it can save you a hundred grand easy altogether. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this one can be found pretty much everywhere. Most vendors, most of these actually, you can find at most vineyard, most vendors. It's only like the aesthetic stuff that really need to go to specific vendors to get. Um, and the reactor is the Pinch Eight Z reactor. It's a Class C. Everyone should know about this one. It's ship designed for, and it's the only reactor that has forty power available. And that, again, you can find that most places. Also. Um... There's also the uh, a reactor skill in the science tree, I believe, that will let you boost the uh, power output of your reactor, too. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember what the maxes you can get with that one, but it's like 44 or something like that, 46, mm-hmm. which is stupid useful when you have a maxed out ship and you want to get as much power into it as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still can't max out everything when, well, and use it all at the same time, but you can get it pretty solid. Like most things on this list, that's also stupid expensive. I think it's around oh, 8K. Yeah. The best parts are always the most expensive. That's Not that's always, as one of these parts in here is not the most expensive. But we'll get into that. <laughs> you guys can take over anytime you want if you want to talk about any of these. I'm just wondering why you have two shield generators on this list. Yeah. Because I messed up. The bottom one's actually the good one. Oh. Not that one. I meant to delete that one, but I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So the EM weapons, weapons, Rook can talk about, or you guys can. Yeah, the weapons kind of, in my opinion, are, I guess, just that. It's all opinion. It's 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 how you like to run your ship. If you're trying to take over ships, obviously you want more EM weapons so you can disable them and, and board them. But, like, if you just want to straight blow them out of the water, then you're going to go for more, like, your... 25 MEV alpha turrets and your missile launchers and your <laughs> auto cannons to just blow them straight out of the water. So well, these are the best in in class, basically, for the type of weapon they are. Um, mm-hmm. Like you just said, the obliterator 25 ME alpha turret is one of those ones that costs a lot of money. It requires ship design for, but it's by far the most powerful turret in the game. It has a low fire rate, but for what it produces, makes up for that. I don't usually go for low fire rate weapons myself, including my turrets. I usually stick around the four or five range because that gives me enough time for the meter to recharge and fire again without running out of power from the weapons. Uh, My particle weapons I'm using, that's the way it works, is um, they'll drain and then recharge. I fire that fast. But I'm doing continuously firing and not actually. Um, yeah, I'm like that too. I like my my, my higher fire rate. I don't yeah, really I, run turrets. I run everything that's on my command. I don't like auto turrets for my ships. Yeah, I kind of I like to run like I like to cycle between the three weapons, which usually keeps it to where one of them's up at all times to shoot. I I, I depends oh. on the weapon. Like there's some that are way better at taking out shields than others. Lasers. I'll focus on the lasers and focus on those. And then as soon as their shields are gone, I'm launching missiles and my machine guns as much as possible at them at a high rate. I love my missiles. Those are my, my, my favorites. So I started winning towards particle weapons because I found out that they are they drain shields and coal at the same rate, but it doesn't cost me more for the weapons. 
so I can just focus on cycling those four weapons and focus my money elsewhere on the ship so I don't have to actually worry about the power draw from those weapons. So if I showed you my Razor Cat, you would literally see one row of weapon fully charged and then two blank ones because I don't need it. So it lets me keep power, max power in my shields and my engines and my weapons without ha me having to jump through fluctuations. Yeah, my favorite missile launcher is the ATAT or ATL ATL as the 280C. Um, that is my that's my favorite too. I love how oh, yeah. fast they fire and how much damage they do. They do insane damage to the hull. So like you get yeah. that shield down, all you gotta do is launch a volley of that. If you have four of them on there, it wipes them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if you have points into missile command or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one does so it does so much damage. They are fifty thousand a pop, but worth it. Yeah. Now, just for everybody to know, when we're talking, we're talking about pretty much the only th things we put points in is to unlock those designs. It's just testing weapons without modifying our skills. Yeah. Um, yeah, I run those, the the ATL ATLs on uh, my primary character. I have it on my main, main too. Rest his soul. The Jolly Roger, my guns out ship, has those running four of them. Now, I'm trying to build a battleship with turrets, and I want to put missiles on it, but I keep draining all my available power for turrets. Turrets <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, are actually, like, a lot of people don't like to use them because you can't control them, but they are so strong. You just mm -hmm. got to make sure they're pointed in the right direction, but they are so strong. I don't like, like them, I can, still. That's, my, that's my, my preference on them. When they're I still first good, built but... my... In that battle, um, with the Crimson Fleet battle, the last battle that you do where you're, you know, getting attacked by tons of ships, I, I could literally just fly through the middle of all of them, and my auto turrets just take everything out. Everything just, just mm -hmm. melts. It was so easy with auto turrets. The only thing I wish I could do is command them to fire and then command them to stop firing. Yeah, they'll only fire on things that are attacking you. Mm -hmm. if, they... I could com if I could command the f com uh, a fire mode on them, then I would love the turrets even more. There's an auto cannon, the KE-49 Alpha, which is, or A, is considered by a lot of people to be the best weapon in the game for a ship. And they're they're inexpensive. They're only forty five hundred credits a pop. Yeah, it, but you have to be yeah, level sixty. Fire rate on them. Yeah, insane they fire rate. Fire so fast. And they but chew through a be, hole. Gotta be level sixty with starship design four. Yeah, that's one thing about them. Same thing with the suppressor weapon, the EM. Level you have to be level sixty. Starship rank four. It, but those ones are expensive, and they have a now, huge range. I run. There's a forgot which what they're called but i run the emp 1000 once i unlock that i stick with that one for emp because emp weapons bypass shields they deal direct damage to the component they do one point to shields and one point to hold that's it so yeah they're designed to go after those components yeah but now let's be honest i haven't used an em weapon on my razor cat it's primary uh primarily particle weapons but I've actually gotten really good of getting myself behind the enemy, doing the target lock, and blasting their engines. Granted, yeah. they're barely alive when I'm done, but hey. <laughs> the Tatsu 501EM is considered the best because it has an 800 range on it with 100 EM yeah. damage. A lot That's of the times you can take out their weapons and stuff before they even get close to you. Yeah, before they and get a range. They can't do nothing to fight you, fight you back, and they're just sitting ducks. Well, Again, though, those are yeah. expensive. Those are about twenty-four, almost twenty-four thousand a piece. Now, there's a few class A's that work just as well. You can get the EMP two hundred suppressor, which is actually not bad. It does forty-two EM damage, mm -hmm. but that's only class A. And yeah. let me look at the stats on it real quick. Well, it's only a level that, thirty requirement. While you're doing that, the shield generator that I cannot recommend enough. And now the thing about shield generators is it's not just the amount of shield you get, but how quickly they can refresh. That's right. a big part of it. And the Assurance SG-1800, it's a level 27 Starship Design 4. You can find it at most vendors is by far the best when comparing both the amount of shield and the refresh rate of that shield. Yeah, most people just look at the shields and they're like, oh, this one gives me the most. It refreshes pretty slow. So you want yeah. the, the, this one's got the best of both worlds. Do you find it, Rook? Yeah, I just told you it was... Uh... Level 30, that was the one thing. 
And then I hate they put level caps on some of these early class weapons, but you don't want to be overpowered early in the game. That's true. But yeah, right. I, I like them. They're good. Other than waiting for this content patch to hit, and um, me and the guys will be talking about the next contest and when we're going to do it and what the reward's going to be. Um, so if anyone wants to sponsor the show and give us a reward to give out, that's awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. But Javon, congratulations again, and you will be getting that book from me as soon as I get your information, sir. And that's going to wrap it up. We didn't really get any emails this week of worth note, so we're going to go ahead and end that here. And don't forget about our Discord, guys. Discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. That's with an S. Podcasts. <laughs> and also don't forget Raw Nerdy, our other show. It's... uh. All things nerdy, not just Starfield. We do talk about Starfield a little bit every now and then on there, but uh, we get into everything from video games to books to tabletops to movies to television shows, just everything. So Our last episode was pretty big one where we went, we're doing a series of main topics. And what are you going to say, Rook? I don't remember now. Sorry. <laughs> but we compared, we, we talked about um, video game to movie adaptations. And how some of them are, most of them are a huge joke, and others were actually kind of decent. So, mm -hmm. yeah, take a listen to episode three, um, and, and have fun oh, with it. Oh, yeah, I remember what I was going to say now. It's recommended, if it is nerdy, we probably talk about it. Yes, yeah, yeah. and we do bring on For guests sure. periodically, and that's which is always fun to get another perspective in. We had our own um, Venus in with us on episode two, she did fantastic. We'll be bringing her back at some point, so stay tuned for that. All right. If you guys want to reach out to Starfield Raw, you can do it through email, starfieldraw at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on X, a.k.a. Twitter, at Starfield Raw. And the same with Facebook, Starfield Raw. See the pattern here? <laughs> <laughs> and for me, individually, you can follow me on Twitter at TheWidget, T-H-E-W-I-G-I-T. You can reach me at Rook. 213. And you can find me at the Archon 606. Keep enjoying the stars, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week, guys. Keep flying, everybody.